Welcome back to Waterdeep Dragon Heist, a D&D adventure created by Wizards of the Coast, customized and ran by me, BD, the DM, and played by some of my great friends. If you have not listened to the previous episodes, starting at 01, we suggest you do that as each episode builds on the last, and each episode starts right where the last one left off. As explained in the first episode, this adventure is a teaser of sorts. The pandemic cut this adventure short, but the theatrics are here for you to enjoy. Despite ending on an unfinished note, we hope you find a lot to love. Expect new episodes of this adventure to drop until you see a final episode tag in the episode description of your podcast app. That's it. Let's get back into the game. Oh, and if this is your first time, welcome to the basement party. Domino. Yeah. Yagra um, leads you down um, a narrow hallway, wood-paneled walls with um, some ever-burning torches and sconces on the wall that, for some reason, don't seem to burn the entire place down. Magic. Imagine that. You pass um, doors on your left and right. All of them are closed, and they have these kind of metal placards on it that has kind of a sliding mechanism where it says occupant or vacant. And these looks to be like a hallway leading to small meeting rooms, which possibly can be rented out. You see that Yagra leads you all the way down the hall, makes a right, and goes all the way to the back. You see down the hall, there is an individual, looks to be a half-elf, standing just outside a closed door. You see he's leaning up against the wall, and he's kind of just looking around aimlessly. You notice that he's dumping out a pipe with some burnt tobacco on the floor, very rudely. You can hear ruckus in and laughing and talking coming from inside this room. As you approach, the man looks at Yagra and gives a nod, and Yagra gives a nod back. She comes up to the door and without knocking, she goes ahead and grabs the handle and opens it. She looks at you and gives you a gesture to walk in first. I walk in first. You walk in into a smoky kind of uh, room. You see that there's a thick haze. You can smell cigar smoke kind of just lingering in this area. There is a fireplace against the far wall. You see that there is a large circular table in the center, and there is a couch off to your left. You see that there are several people kind of lingering and sitting near the couch on stools. There's some people on the couch talking, and you see at the table, there's a man. You see he sits at the table he has on uh, adorned, uh, very luxurious kind of bluish um, armor with like shoulder pads, leather armor. You see that it has a golden trim. You see his long golden hair, and you see elven ears protrude from them. He has an elegant, um, narrow face, pointy nose, fair skin, his piercing green eyes. You see he has a cigar in his hand, and he's like talking to some compatriots around the table, an assortment of humans and elves and half-elves. You see that they're laughing about something, and they're talking in um, elven. I don't know if you know elven. It sounds like he may be telling some story or a joke of some sort. 
you see he has a cigar and he has a small um, glass on the table next to him what looks to be some kind of liquor in it with a couple ice cubes. You see he looks up at Yagra and uh, says something in uh, Orcish to her. Do you know Orcish? <laughs> you just hear um, some languages. She goes ahead and says something back and gives a courtesy nod. She seems to be explaining that you are part of um, the Blatton Network and um, was looking for some information. You hear the name Sly come up in um, an orcish, harsh tongue. You see that he looks at you and then he says, in Gnomish, friend, I'm DeVille. Good to meet you. I reply in Gnomish. How's it going? My name's Domino. Come, come, take a seat. Come take a seat. Uh, you see he looks off to his right and in common he goes, hey, grab that stool. Uh, do we got something? How tall are you? All of three foot two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah, grab the high chair in the corner there. <laughs> no offense at all. You see um, a man come up kind of dressed in black. So long as I don't have to leather. buckle in, I'll be fine. <laughs> nope. You see they scoot up a chair for you to go ahead and sit at this circular table. You see that there's cards kind of a strewn across the table. There are some glass ashtrays with half, you know, burnt out kind of cigars uh, crumpled inside. And um, you see that there's a bunch of liquor glasses around the table. So, you're looking for somebody by the name of Sly. Yeah, recent transplant from Baldur's Gate. Mm. We were part of the same uh, organization before we were in- integrated. Our own... You're amongst friends. <laughs> we, yeah. we could talk. We were, we were our own street gang. Got a integrated kind of a bio network. Now we're uh, kind of no longer welcome in Baldur's Gate for reasons. Hmm. Interesting. What's the reasons? The, uh, the guard got caught wind of some of the things our gang was doing. Anybody following you? No. I kept an eye out on my way up north. Hmm. You see he puffs on his cigar and he blows out a long stream of smoke. I don't know a sly, and um, I don't know anybody who's called the shot to go ahead and recruit gangs from Boulder's Gate into the fold. But I have an idea who probably did make that call in, and the reasons why. You see... <sighs> You're kind of joining the party late. <laughs> he takes a drink from his glass and he slams it back on the table. We have a fight inside the family going on right now. There's um, a kind of a split, a division. And there's another individual who claims to be the leader of the Zentarum and Waterdeep. And neighboring cities. This person may be responsible for bringing your friends into the fold. But anything that this individual does is not officially recognized by the Zentaro. I pull out my call coin, set it down. I was given this as a... Uh... That's real. Excellent. Put it back in my pocket. A little a secret sub pocket in my pocket. I don't want to get into too many details because I'm not sure really who you are. As you can see, and I'm sorry that there was some type of mix-up in... This other individual or entity who claims to be part of the Black Network did something to enforce you to join into the fold. I don't know where Sly is, but I imagine that he's probably with the other side of the faction at this point. And I would recommend that 
you probably stay away from them. Let's just say that this split and the person who controls this other side is a lot less diplomatic. There's no room of friends drinking and, and smoking and playing a couple cards. This is I'm all sorry. new to me. I'm, I, I am a fresh face. Kind of gesture to my face. It's a pretty face, yeah. But it's, it's still fresh. I'm new to your politics. I don't want to interrupt anything. I don't want to cause any trouble for you or anybody else. But uh, I do need to make a living, you see. Understood. So, this other faction. You guys got names for your factions? Yourselves? Them? They claim to be the true Zentarum of Waterdeep. That's the split. That's the conflict. And you guys are just the Zentarum of Waterdeep? We claim to be the true Zentarum of Waterdeep, which we are. Excellent. That's not confusing at all. I understand. It's, uh, it is quite confusing. I don't want to go into too many of the details, but as I just stated a second ago here, what's going on is that there's been a split, a faction, and um, some of... Our network has sided with this other individual, and some has stayed with the original fold. Is there a way to tell you guys apart? Should I come across somebody on the streets or in a bar that also claims to be a part of the true Zentarum of Waterdeep? He just smiles at you in a way to kind of confirm that probably not. Excellent. But you have met the primary individual here who's running the Zentarum of Waterdeep and has been so for... Several decades now. I turned to Yagra. I didn't know. Congratulations. Ah, yes. Yagra's a good friend of mine here. Been uh, my security detail for quite some time. If you want to go ahead and join the fold, there is a process. I wouldn't expect anything less. There's some things and some chores we may need done. And considering the uh, emergency and the chaos that we're in at the moment, some of the things that we may require you to do to risk your life. I've done things before. Good. Fantastic. Well, one, you cannot meet with your friend Sly. I see. You cannot talk with that person anymore. Because the things that you say to him will probably go over to this other faction. And will cause more complications. I'm a rather persuasive individual. He'll never know I'm lying. He gives you a look. Really? Absolutely. How about nobody's we... ever caught me lying before? He puffs on his cigar. How about we just be better safe than sorry? Can you make that commitment? Should I encounter him? It would be suspicious if I were to ignore him completely. If he's part of the other side, then he would immediately know the deal. And if he's been truly entered into that side of the Zentarum, the broken-off faction, most likely he won't be friendly with you anyway. Especially if you deny his, um, if you don't allow him to convince you to join their side of the faction. I see. So other than not talking to a, uh, an old friend... Or any of his friends. Or anybody. I don't know you, you don't know me, I don't, we don't know nobody. I, I understand how it goes. But, and when uh, you see him, you're to tell us I see. Yeah, okay. Uh, tell you guys, you friendly guys who have a, uh, a bar with cards and drinks and cigars, yeah. He smiles at you. Good. That's step one. I'm glad we can make that commitment. Shake on it. 
I spit my hand. He goes, and I hold out my hand. He laughs. He spits in his hand. He goes, now if you need time, I can give you a day or two to think this over. No. Deal's a deal. He goes ahead and gives you a strong clasp. Give it good two solid pumps. Good. Fantastic. That's the first step. Keep an eye contact with him the entire time. The next step here is uh, Yadra gave me um, a short summary on what you are doing with Volo. It's important that um, we keep him on our good side. We don't need any more bad branding out there on the streets of Waterdeep. Good side and alive? Yes. Do whatever he requested, helping to go ahead and find his friend. I don't know anything about kidnapping. And the skewer dragon is one of the places that hasn't been under our control in about a month or so. So who knows who's running it. The others in Tarim's control? Probably. Alright. So I don't talk to any of them, despite some of them might know who I am when I'm there. Tomorrow, looking up on things for Volo. You know how to work these situations. You lived on the streets of Baldur's Gate, isn't that right? Absolutely. Figure it out. Of course. It's just new town. There might be new rules. I don't want to cross anybody. The only rule you, them, is you anybody else. don't cross us. Absolutely. And actually, if you come across any of these Harpers, Lords Alliance individuals, it's best that you keep the information of what goes on inside the Zotarm to us. Don't don't tell them. It's none of their business. Exactly. Good. Alright. Welcome to the Black Network. Officially. Absolutely. You see he looks around at the people around him? Huzzah! You see they all raise their glasses. Would you like one? Huzzah! Of course. Alright. Cut over to the rest of the group here who's looking to go ahead and go, I guess, back to Celeste Flat. <clears throat> yeah. Are you going to go ahead and leave? Yeah, whenever. Everyone's ready. Are oh. those ready? You, I'm, I'm ready when you are. Thank Do you wait time. for your gnome friend to no, return? No, he said he was staying, so okay. I'm not worried about him. All right. All right, all of you finish your drinks and um, you gather your items and you leave the yawning portal. I'd like to keep an eye open for a place that I might buy some goat's milk on the way to the flat. <laughs> it's rude your to, eyes are wide open. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rude to show up empty-handed. You don't want any giant's milk. That would be unacceptable. That's <laughs> <laughs> late now, isn't it? You step outside and you note that... um. The Yawning Portal only has um, maybe four front street-facing windows, and they're kind of fogged over and whatnot, and inside it's impossible to tell what time of day it is. But all of you stepping onto the streets of Waterdeep, you note that um, it is, seems to be getting quite late. Um, you don't see the sun high in the sky. Instead, um, shadows are kind of cast um, across the streets from the tall and looming buildings. So let's go ahead. Yeah. Celeste, as you lead um, your group of new friends um, through the streets of um, Waterdeep, you note 
that um, you pass some major roads. And most of these large 60-foot-wide roads are just choked with all types of traffic and freight moving to and fro. You note that there are some um, coaches that are parked very conspicuously, very unconspicuously, excuse me, um, on the sides of the road looking for passengers to go ahead and hail them and drive them to wherever they need to be. A little bit of anxiety maybe creeps in you as you see a few of the dray on the roads leading to and fro to whatever destinations in the city. You know that you're getting to the southern ward when you go ahead and cross the Way of the Dragon, a major street here, and Waterdeep. And when you cross over, you note that on several of the tall tenement buildings, there are flags draped. These flags are red and white, and there's kind of um, a depiction or a picture of a mule on it. You know that to be the official flag of the Southern Ward. As you come into the Southern Ward, the buildings are a bit taller, maybe five stories or so, and they're cramped together in row house style. You note that there's clotheslines kind of dangling back and forth between these buildings. And there's all types of clothing and sheets and whatnot draped from them blocking out large portions of the sky. You see that there are people kind of leaning outside of their windows, just watching casually as traffic goes to and fro. Your eyes connect with a a really elderly-looking woman. You notice that she has um, some hair rollers and whatnot in her hair, and she just gives you a wide-eyed look. She definitely looks like the type that would um, definitely call a city watch if she saw something, probably because she has nothing else better to go ahead and do. I just wave politely at her. She just looks at you. Just continue on. You look back as you pass her. She's still looking at you. I just can give her another wave. You see that there's some kids on the street and whatnot kicking a ball around. And you look into alleys and you can see people hanging outside. Um, you pass shops and stores of all sorts. Tarok, you see a sign. And it looks like a goat on it. But as you got closer, it seems to be actually um, a massive horse stable. You see it's an area for people just to kind of park their horses and have people attend to them. And maybe you're a little disappointed. No goat's milk here. I am disappointed. You um, pass a couple of caravans um, of some people dressed in exotic gypsy looking like a guard. Um, you see that um, they have all types of wares and whatnot hangling and dangling from um, their carriage. You hear an assortment of languages and it brings back, um, it gives you a little bit of nostalgia of, um, for Waterdeep, considering how long you've been away. You come down one's road, and you dip into a smaller alley where there's less traffic, and you come to your row house. You see steps lead up, and there is a door that is shut. Um, you check your baggage, and you still have your key. You did not lose it all this time. Fantastic. You go up, and you open the front door, and you see that there is um, a small front desk the desk is kind of worn and tattered, and there's kind of graffiti and whatnot written on the walls to and fro. You see behind the desk, to the right of it, there is a doorway leading into what looks to be a small office. You see that this room is more uh, longer than it is wide, and it's kind of narrow. And towards the back, there's a flight of steps that zigzag up and forth back, going upwards towards the other floors where you would live. You see that there is an old balding human. You don't recognize him at the front desk. You see that he has a stack of ledgers near him. You see he's lazily kind of sipping on what looks to be some hot beverage in a teacup. You see he looks up at you, and then he looks back down and goes back to his business. All of you march up the steps. 
your footsteps kind of echoing out as you go up to what looks to be the third floor. You dip down a hallway and you come to your door. You put your key in. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I try it again. Slide your key in and jiggle. It doesn't budge. Hmm. <laughs> I've been away for how long? For a year. For a year. And I know my money's been taken out. They've gotten their rent. I look around at the party and go, one moment. And I'll march back downstairs to the guy in the... <laughs> you go back downstairs to the front desk. You see he looks at you again. Then he looks back down and he goes, well, Can I help you? Yes, my key doesn't seem to be working in my for my flat. And I go ahead and... He sighs heavily and he slides over a stack of papers in front of him. Your name? Celeste Silverwillow. You see he begins flipping through them. He comes to one page and then he puts his finger on it and it goes down to a line item. It says, uh, Celeste Silverwillow left about ten months ago. I did. I'm back. No, you sold your flat ten months ago. (laughs) Oh, let me see the signature. You see he turns the paper and slides it towards you. Is it my signature? No. No. (laughs) One moment, and I take out a parchment and I copy it the best I can. That's not my signature. So is there somebody occupying that flat right now? Yes. You see that he goes over to another stack of papers and he flips through it and he goes, The flat has been paid for the next ten years. By who? I'm sorry, I can't tell you that. You let somebody sell my flat. That wasn't me, but you can't tell me who. I just started working here. Well, then nobody's going to know. I don't even live here anymore. Let me see who bought it. You can try to persuade this guy. I am. He's looking at you (laughs) suspiciously. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion, Jack. 13 on the dice plus 5 persuasion. Come on, man. I just got back from a year-long travel, and I don't even have a home anymore. He sighs heavily. You see he fumbles with some more papers. I'm explicitly looking at the papers to see if there's anything on there as he fumbles through them. It is fucked up. Got this dude coming into your spot, paying rent for ten whole years. Not giving me the damn key. What even is rent? (laughs) (laughs) You know that yearly, um, you know, you've paid at the most, maybe like, we'll go ahead and say 200 gold. Yeah. Something like that. That's a lot of money, the more you think about it. For ten years, yeah. Tell him. (laughs) Manhandle this lock. (laughs) Dab my trident through it. No. Open it that way. No. No. All you see is that there's a scribbled kind of signature that starts with a in, in common and it goes H R A and then trails kind of off and just um, like somebody hastily just wrote something down on a piece of paper. Um on I'm sorry, what looks to be like um a ledger invoice of some sort. And he goes, This person here. He shrugs. Do you know if they're here right now? Uh, I guess so, I don't keep track of everybody. Can I get a copy? I need, let me. Can I take that where I sold my flats? Apparently, takes out a blank paper and he writes down the details. Yeah, I want to know where the money went. All that information. And then he gives you the scratch piece of paper. Thank you. Can you sign it for me, please? No. No. You hear some commotion. It's just me. Joe. You're not going to. I'm going to knock on the door. Yes, but I won't oh. break. I won't break it. Okay. I know how it goes here. Thank you for your assistance. You're welcome. 
Yes. So then I'll. Head you back. guys upstairs in front of this door. Roll me perception checks. This is going to be an amazing roll. This would be the worst thing ever to come back from working abroad for a year and your house is fucking gone. <laughs> Sounds like real life. Tarok will offer you a four. Kothar with a 23. Yeah. Now we know who's playing the wisdom caster. 18 plus 5. <laughs> Florin with the 2 minus 1. <laughs> Florin, you're you're distracted by an old, um, decrepit kind of a washed out painting on the wall of what looks to be just some <laughs> pastoral field of some sort. And um, it just looks quite interesting. It's kind of crooked. Maybe you're trying to... Go ahead and fix mm, it. Where I come from, we don't have locks and keys and doors are just never locked. Yeah, this is just a thing. It's like, what's going on? Okay. Why would you not want to have your village come inside and hang out at any time? You hear the footsteps of Celeste marching back up and you see she returns with a piece of paper in her hand. What's your perception rolls? You were able to hear a bit of rummaging if you got higher than a 19. 23. <laughs> you heard some rummaging from beyond the door, Kothar. Yeah. What, like somebody... It's like some movement of some sort inside. It's hard to distinguish what. It's like somebody trying to get away from the door, somebody... You have no idea. No idea? Just sound? Yes. I'll come up the stairs looking at the party and just go and... There is somebody in there. Good! Open! Nobody answers. So what you gonna do? I wish our little gnome friend was here. Why? So he could talk people to death? <laughs> I'll bang on the door again. You bang on the door. Nothing. Well, it looks like my flat was sold for me while I was gone, so we do need to find lodging. Do you still have your stuff in there? Roll me another perception check. Anybody who's there, if you do so I choose. Do I get advantage since I just on the first one? No. Oh, 13. 9. 18. Nat 20, but minus 1. <laughs> Since Kothar mentioned it, you suddenly think you hear something again beyond the door. Sounds something like something sliding. Does it sound wet? No. No. Oh, okay. Like furniture <laughs> sliding? No. What was the DC again? I'm sorry, I got an 18. 19. Oh, was, then uh, I don't know. Yes, I'm sorry. I uh, adjust my trident as I look over to Celeste and I say, shall I? Shall you what? Open this door. No, we're in enough trouble okay. as it is. What kind of door is this? It's a wooden door. You see that there is, um, you know, a simple metal handle. It looks like, pretty worn. It's made of, you know, cherry wood finish. No, I mean, like, is it a nice flimsy, standing. cheap door? Is it it a- looks pretty cheap. Mm. You look around this building, and this doesn't look like the best part of town. Yeah. It doesn't look like the worst either. Were there, like, fire escapes or anything on the outside of the building? Yes. All right. Well, because we have specifically been asked not to open the door by force, I'll I'll begin to go outside to the uh, fire escape and climb out and see if I can see who's in this in this room. <laughs> Instead of opening the door, we're gonna open a window. Yeah. Nobody told me not to do that. They didn't say not to. Open I will the window. follow him. There's no rule saying a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Just look at Air Bud. Yeah, that's all right. Would I have any neighbors that I would know? You um see a door to the left of yours and to the right, and um oh no, roll me a percentile. Let's see, uh, fifty-one or higher. <laughs> Fourteen. Um, hmm, you just didn't keep up with them. You were really busy. It was. Uh, Should have sent those postcards. I-, I just slept here, like literally. Other than that, I was not home. <laughs> all right, and I'm sorry. Um. Tarok, what did you say you were going to do? Like, go outside, get up on the fire escape, see if I can, like, I know that it's on the third floor or whatever, like, see if I can find the apartment from the outside. All right. You go ahead and um, go downstairs. Anybody else do anything? I follow Tarok. Okay. 
I'm going to stand at the door and just continuously. I'll count to 20. I'll probably wait with her. Okay. Valor? I also wait with her. Fantastic. Kothar and Taruk, you go back downstairs and out onto the streets. You go around the side of the building and you see that there's a cramped alley and there was some fire escapes that led out down to the floor. Um, you look up to where you think is Celeste's apartment and you see that there's an open window. Do I see anybody? No. In or out of do you do see that the fire escape, though, is down. Looking around, do I see anybody in this alleyway? Or You see a haggard old man sitting near some trash. You see he has a bottle in his hand. Is he conscious? Yes, he's looking at you. I'll go over to him. Hi, uh, excuse me, friend. Um, did you happen to see who came down this fire escape a moment ago? I, uh... There's a friend of mine I'm a little worried about, and I'll, I'll slip him the silver. His eyes go wide. He takes the silver. A short one went that way. You see he points down the alley, what looks to be like on the other the street on the other side of this one, since it's kind of blocked out. What kind of short one? Look like a halfling. I appreciate you, sir. May you have a great day. Uh... You happen to have another one of them silvers? I, I'm a bit hungry. I can use this one for my lunch and another one for dinner. Certainly. He nods and smiles at you gratefully. You stay safe. Uh, I'm going to pursue. Do you want to come with me or do you want to go tell, uh, tell the others which way I'm going? Or do you want to pursue and I'll go tell them? Because you're probably faster than... No, I'm, I have a... Goblins have a 30 speed. Okay. <laughs> Roll me an insight, uh, Taruk and Kothar. Come on, Kothar, you got this. <laughs> yeah, put it all on me. Can I help him with his insight? <laughs> I may not need it. Yeah, yep. that's going to be a twenty. Yeah, I'll give you a seven. <laughs> um, you think about it, Kothar, and you realize by the time it took you to come down to the side of the building in this alley. And the time it would take for that person to come down the fire escape and disappear from this alley, it'll be pretty hard to find them considering all the people around on the streets. You have no idea what they look like, besides they were a halfling. Well, if they left, they're more than likely to come back. So instead of pursuing, why don't we just go up there and if whoever's gone, we open up the door for Celeste. This way it's not forced entry. That's fair. All right. I'm going to go to the edge of the... Just, just to the end of the street and look, and, and then I'll come back. I'm gonna go ahead and start slowly making my way up the fire escape until he comes back and catches up. All right. So I guess half speed for me. Tyrook, you um, skip down the alley, kind of moving between some of the trash and garbage, and uh, you look out the other side onto another street. And you see just groups of people kind of meandering to and fro. It's just a dizzying amount of people. You see an abundance of halfling, some children. It's like almost impossible to figure out who would have left. Yeah, Unless you're looking for something specific you want to go ahead and tell me. I mean, other than halfling, no. Um, you see yeah, some okay. halflings. Um, no, I'll go back to the fire escape. As I pass the, the guy that I gave the two silver to, can I just take another look at him, make sure he looks like he's actually living on the street and not the person we're looking for but pretending to be? You come up to him and um, you see his. I don't want to be invasive, um, but like. 
a short kind of squat face. He has small tuffets of white hair around the base or the, the back of his neck. He's bald, but he has kind of like um, all different splotches. He's pretty dirty, grimy. He has tattered clothes on and a sack that looks like it holds his belongings. He just looks at you weirdly as you look him over. You can roll me um, an insight. I'll give you another. No, actually, that's a 10. You're pretty convinced this is just some bum on the street. All right, sounds good. I'll hit up. All right. Any of you guys do anything in the hallway while you're waiting? I will have stopped knocking, and I'm just standing there not quite sure what my next move should be. All right. Roll me a perception check, you guys who are up there. Five, seven total. Who got higher than a 14? Nobody. Okay. You guys climb up the fire escape and step into what you believe is to be Celeste's flat. And the reek and smell that hits you is just like it burns your nose hairs. It smells like urine and defecation and garbage and trash. You look around and you see that the place is in tatter. You see that this flat is pretty simple. There's kind of an open loft area and um, there is a kitchen that's adjoined with a small countertop and there is a small washroom and that's it. You see that the walls have what looks to be painted graffiti on it. You know SS not that SS people is uh, kind of going ahead and painted on the walls. You also see depictions of what looks to be um, drawn humanoids being kind of stabbed or beaten. You see that the cabinets are open and any dishes have since been kind of knocked out and have been on the floor. You see dirty bowls and plates full of grime. You see some roaches kind of scurry off and go into nooks and crannies. You see that what was once a bed has been torn to pieces and it looks like it's been kind of gathered into what looks to be almost a net. You see that there's burn marks on the walls, empty bottles. You see a dilapidated flat in the room. I imagine you guys go over to the door and open it or do you do anything beforehand? I would have held my breath on the first smell. Benefit is I can hold for 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> and if possible, on my way, grab a roach or two just for, you know, wreck <laughs> dinner purposes. You snag a few roaches <laughs> and then pocket them. I mean, I'll do a quick, you know, squish and then, yeah, yeah. pocket them. And then um, I'll throw something at the door first if I can find something small just to see if there's a reaction on the other side to make sure that this is her apartment. You, you guys hear it on the other side of the door or something. I'll, I'll just go over and open the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm As not. I'm going to knock on the door. The yeah, door let, swings open. I'll let Celeste in. Is this your place? Are these your things? I instantly <laughs> gag. Instantly. Instantly gag. Oh, what have they done? Celeste, are you pregnant? <laughs> what? You're, you're getting ready to throw up. It smells fucking horrible in here. Oh. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to come in, see all my beautiful dishes and... Before, my, it would have been, you know, so well kept, been pristine. I would have had, you know, things laying over all my furniture to keep the dust off. I mean, it would have been exquisite, but it would have been very nice for my level of income. And I would just start instantly, start, like, did, is there anything of mine left in here at all? Roll me an investigation. I go back and cover the... Uh, 13 plus 2 will be... Celeste begins looking through the remnants of... Her things. Is there anything else you, the rest of the party would like to do? I let her know that whatever's we were hearing on the other side of the door is more than likely in here. 
and I go back and cover the fire escape just to make sure nothing gets out. I want to right. find the bathroom. You come to what looks like it was a bathroom, but all you see is yellowish and brownish grime covering the entire area there. You see a tub that looks like it was like of elven um, a build and um, design, but it's since been chipped and it's cracked. You see scum at the bottom of it. Horrendous! <laughs> Disgusting! It is! Who would defile such a beautiful room? Cutscene. Domino. It's getting late back at the yawning portal. Did you drink with DeVille and hang out? Absolutely. Roll me Constitution, Zay. Uh, that's going to be a one on the dice. Oh. You knock back about two, three of these drinks, and um, this stuff is good, and you begin to feel real good. Your wisdom checks are a disadvantage. After um, you have a few, you see that DeVille kind of looks you up and down and goes, you're all right, friend. Feeling great. Good. Well, you may want to go ahead and um, get some rest. I imagine you have a lot of work to go ahead and do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Keeping friends with uh, Pogo. Volo? Volo, yes. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the guy. Yeah. They look at each other and they kind of laugh. I look forward to go ahead and working with you in the future, Domino. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, this door was out and it was out point to the one left. way, then the other. The left, yeah. Slowly climb down my stool. Mm-hmm. Hold on to it for a second as I catch my feet. Then exaggerated strides make my way to the door. Open the door wide. Close it behind me and look one way. Then the other, down at my hands and like, hold out my, my thumb and forefingers. Left. I look to the left and I walk down that way. You kind of stumble a bit down the um, hall back to the main room. And soon as you like kind of make the left corner to go back down to the main area of the yawning portal, you run smack dab into the legs of someone. I look up. Excuse me, friend. You see a smiling face with a gruff beard and sandy hair and half-plate armor. You see wide, trembling eyes looking down at you. Ha ha, there you are, friend. You found me. I was looking for you everywhere. Yes. What were you doing back there? I made some more friends and I was drinking. You, you can't smell it from there, but my breath probably has alcohol on it. Get it? Because you're tall? <laughs> yes, I get it, friend. Um, should we have a, f- a few more? <laughs> Are you a stout? No, you're a gnome, never mind. You're not a stout halfling. Um, well... Come with I'm- me! He puts his arm around you, and he begins to try to force you in, um, in the direction to what looks to be a booth. I, I gotta get some sleep, man. I got I got I got work to do tomorrow. But what? Just just one. Just just one I more. I promise. Just one. Absolutely. <laughs> Durin, my friend. See, Durin kind of looks up for a brief second, then immediately goes back down to whatever business is behind his counter. Give us your two strongest stouts. You know the ones I like. Durin gives a nod, and then goes, Bonnie. And you see Bonnie bubbly kind of bounces over to the bar to be in to go ahead and wait for those drinks. You see he hurriedly leads you over to a booth and sits you down. So, these new friends. New friends. Everybody's my friend tonight. You're my friend. They're my friend. 
Pogo's my friend. Rumor has it that <laughs> the Zintarm likes to rent a room out back there. Remember what I told you about them? No. Despicable. Despicable. I cannot tell you how many missions I've been on for Scray to go ahead and clean up their mess. Missions. Missions, yes. Yeah. Was there a blonde chat back there, elf? Blonde. Are you attempting to act like you don't know what this guy is saying? Domino? I am quite drunk. I'm just repeating just about every third word I hear. I think you are trying to avoid um, speaking with this guy accordingly. You're not so drunk that you couldn't hold a conversation or understand him. But you can react how you wish. I'm being a a little bit evasive, maybe playing up a little bit of drunk. Okay. Go ahead and um, roll me um, a deception. He seems to be sizing you up, trying to get a bead on um, how responsive and coherent you are. Do I, do I get advantage for the, uh, the alcohol? Sure. It'll be 19. Hmm. You know what? Maybe you don't need another one. But you already ordered it. I will drink those, friend. How about this? You see, he reaches down and he takes out, let's see, a small box and he opens it. He lifts out a vial of clear liquid. This should sober you up, my friend. Drink it. I'm having a great time. Why would I want to sober up? Um, didn't you say you have some business the next day? That's the next day. I'm, I'm feeling great tonight. Well, focus. The person you were speaking focus. to in the back room. The back room. Mm. Come on, friend. Now you're just trying to evade me. I'm just looking out for your own well-being. My own well-being. You're he, a good guy. Maloon? He, Maloon, my friend. Maloon, with the dragons. I remember you. Why are you trying to be evasive? A second ago, you were perfectly coherent. You didn't want to go ahead and take my potion there. Now suddenly you're just repeating everything I say. I'm just trying to help, friend. Look, I understand. You've been very friendly. You've bought me drinks. You bought me a room. You're offering me a potion. You're a friendly guy. I don't swing that way. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of guys here. I'm sure one or two of them might. You might like those blonde elves. You might like short, handsome men like me, or handsome gnomes like myself. I'm sure some like you. You see, he stares at you just wide-eyed, piercingly. He goes, I understand, friend, if you don't want to go ahead and speak honest with me. We'll talk another time, then. You're a good chap. May you find another good chap you like. You see, he just stares at you. He doesn't seem to be, um, impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he um he gets up from the booth. He goes, I know you don't believe me, but I'm telling you, be careful with those people back there. They're not the honest type. If you have any trouble with them, you can always call Balloon War Dragon. He gives you a nod, and he leaves you at the booth. Nice fella. I hope he meets one of his own. All right, quickly, back to our folks at 
Celeste flat. You look through your item, Celeste, and um, you find in a kind of a pile of trash um, what looks to be a, a folder or a scroll case, uh, several of them. You know that you kept a lot of your notes um, for your stories in these cases. You see they're all open. They would all be written in Sylvian. You notice that you look around for the pages, and throughout all the trash here, you know none of your work is here. None of it. You search for remnants, maybe torn pieces of paper. You note that what is distinctly missing is your work. Especially my big break. I just sit down with the tatters and just shake my head, not knowing the next step to, to do. Everything's gone. Every single thing is gone. All my notes. <sighs> do you, could we help you search this place for any remnants of your work? It's all gone. Now it's now we need to find out who did this. Do you have any enemies? Of course. How how many? <laughs> Do you ever read the papers while you've been here? Have you ever read anything by Luna Brightmoss? I will be staying some... Florin, I think we should stay in an inn. Okay. <laughs> you said there was like a makeshift bed or something. You roll me um, a nature check, Kothar. If anybody does want with to look advantage. around. Oh, with advantage, good, because I have a minus one. <laughs> Being from the wild. Okay, that's going to be a 13. Mm. Um, you, this distinctly looks like an animal would have done this. I mean, but besides that, you can't really place what type. I mean, I'm assuming it's like out of straw and everything else or just ripped pieces. It looks the like apartment. the bed was maybe intentionally destroyed and put into this formation, this nest. Oh. You see that there's these paintings of SS all over the walls. Can I kind of search through the nest for anything? See if I find anything that's outside of a bed. You look through it, and you find your hand picks up something hard and solid. You take it out, and um, it's kind of brown and stale. And poop. It looks like poop. Does it match the color of the writing on the wall? No, that looks like it was distinctly done in actually paint. Looks uh, red paint. Would I recognize what that would? Is there anything I can think of that would be the... Roll me a nature. For the SS on the wall? Um, oh, I thought you meant the poop. I wouldn't want to look at the poop. <laughs> no, I'm just saying any, the poop. Of, any of the, gra- the graffiti or any of the writings. Sure, that go would ahead and maybe... um, roll me um, an insight. Um, yeah. 11, 8 plus 3. You're able to place it definitely as like some gang identifier, but you're uncertain of what the initials actually mean, but it looks like there's a kind of distinct um, graffiti style to it. What do you guys do now? I throw the poop out the window like a damn monkey. <laughs> you hear way down the alley, oh, from the bum. Pretty oh. good aim. I will take the time to um, do my best to copy the writing style and all that that's left on the wall. All right. Do you are you proficient in um, calligraphy tools of any sort? No, I have four. I'm proficient in forgery. Okay. So I won't be able to match it exactly, but at least I'm hope I'm hoping to do a. Style where I can take it to anybody and be like, do you know which gang this is? Or, you know, something that's 
somewhat recognizable, not an exact copy. All right. Yeah. yeah forgery, I think uh, I think most tools are tied to intelligence. Go ahead and roll me an intelligence Wouldn't roll. Wouldn't that be like a same thing like dexterity? Because usually thieves tend to have forgery tools. Um, you're, But you're trying to, like, I think exactly replicate something with the intent to deceive. I think it's more mm. of like a... A, a mental task than then like um, it's the same bonus for me either way I've seen it both ways yeah yeah. intelligence we'll, we'll just go ahead and do an intelligence and um, intelligence. just don't add don't add your proficiency since you don't have the tools I guess that would be 16 on the die for 18 total okay note that you do a pretty good job that's a pretty good job dungeon master Tarok would want to know if because you said it was like a wild animal was in here he's um, fairly skilled in the survival techniques uh, is there anything I might discern further that our lizard man friend hasn't already noticed? Um, you can roll me a survival. Right. I showed him to poop before. I threw it, so. Yeah, yeah, I'd look <laughs> at the poop. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Break it open. Alright, no, never mind. That's a five. <laughs> I, ro- I rolled. I do have a bonus, but I, I rolled. Little- right. <laughs> You're uncertain. You note that it's getting pretty dark here inside this um, flat. You notice that there's no um, light fixtures or anything. It's all been busted. Um, the sun is setting, and all of you are cast in long shadows. I'll cast light in the room just so everybody can see better. Whoa, a fluorescent bad. light emanates and fills up the room. We need to get out of here because we technically are not supposed to be here. Can I do one final perception check to see if I hear anything? That because again I didn't think anybody left and opened up the door and they came in. So you're pretty certain looking around this room that nobody's in here. It's pretty small. There's only one other um, technically a room and it's the bathroom. It's the latrine area. And uh, Florin went in there and saw nothing but um, yeah, defecation. Filth. Um, Florin would like to I guess recall the dragging sound she heard from outside the door. Can I? Use investigation to check the floor to see if there's anything that looked like it was dragged or moved from its original spot. Sure. 13 plus 3 is 16. You look on the ground and you note that there does seem to be a drag mark towards the window. It looks like maybe uh, it could have been something super heavy, though. Mm. Maybe a sack, a bag, or something. So the original location, I get. can I discern where the thing was dragged from? Sure, but it doesn't look like it's indicative of anything. Okay. So it looks like you guys investigate this as far as you can. And I imagine your next move is to do what? What was the party going to go ahead and do? I I would like to stand in close by the uh, close by the Sentinel so it's easy to get to. So I have time to get there in the morning before meeting up with Domino. You know, it'll probably take you about an hour or so to go ahead and cross. That's if you make no stops and you move pretty hastily mm. up to the sea ward. Where I'll oh. stay back with Celeste because I was supposed to stay at the house. <laughs> Where's the skewer dragon from? I guess it's in the dock ward, right? Um, board, you know, right? Bolo told you that it was between Net Street and Fillet Street in the dock ward. Where's the Sentinel at? The Sentinel. It looks like it's located, um, kind of off the way of the dragon. In between kind of where the southern ward and the dock ward meet. I'll put it on the map. So we can at least walk halfway back then with the party. Stay in near the Sentinel. I'm sure I would know of one close by. Since there are probably many late, late nights so I wouldn't even want to walk back. Your pen name? Pen name. Luna Brightmoss. Alex, I am completely blanking on your character name. Kothar. Kothar. Thank you. Sorry. I tried to pick something that could be articulate without being too difficult. Mm-hmm. Kothar. All right. 
Tarot, you're going to go up to the Sea Ward, and the rest of you are going to go, go back to the Yawning Portal. Is that what you're going to do? I was going to... I would Celeste would want to go to an inn near the Sentinel so she has enough time to go there in the morning. I'm sure she would know of one possibly. Sure. Close by. That's not too expensive. Yes. You're able to go ahead and um, come up to one called the Lucky Card. You know that um, this is an inn where um, a lot of traveling other journalists from other cities or whatnot generally come and stay when they're looking to go ahead and do something specific inside the city of Waterdeep. It is middle of the road and it's not too expensive, but um, not too cheap. Kind of has a stately look to it made of um, grayish stone. Looks like it's maybe four stories or so. You walk into the lobby area and there's um, kind of a small little dining area. Then towards the back, you see there's kind of a double staircase that leads up. I'll just get a, go ahead and get a room. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get that right now. So yeah, where did Kothar go? Is he coming with us or is he staying with us? It's going to be eight silver pieces a night. Yeah, Kothar's going to stay with Celeste because he's about ready for night because he wants to open up his things. Okay. I'll get my own room. Me and Florin can share a room if that's okay with Florin. Yeah, sure. You're easily able to go ahead and get a room. It's pretty modest. It has a simple carpet on the floor. You note that uh, there is a small tub inside. A narrow window that looks out onto the street below. You can see lights beginning to go ahead and illuminate in other buildings as night rolls on. And we're on not on the fourth floor, right? You ins- you ensure that you are on the third. Yeah. All right, Taruk. All of you go all the way up towards the Sea Warden. Um, as you're traveling the streets, uh, Taruk, you note that um the scenery changes distinctly. Um, you enter what looks to be another ward. You note that the buildings are all very um, aristocratic, very estately. They don't look like tenements or homes or shops. These look like official government buildings. They all have a similar design and style, kind of like um, a white, I guess, we'll go ahead and say in real world, real world terms, like a Greco-Roman type of style to them. Um, lots of pillars and flourishes. Uh, most of the buildings are single-storied or uh, one or two stories. You note that there are lavish dray and carts around this area, and you notice an abundance of uh, city watchmen traveling in uh, larger groups in this area. Looks like the castle ward to me. You see that there are purple and, I'm sorry, blue and purple kind of flags flying to and fro with a griffin um, kind of stamped on it, indicating the castle ward as you guys travel north. You note off to your left, you can see as the night comes the massive shadow of uh, Mount Waterdeep. You see that there is a large cliff face that rises about 100 feet or so up. And at the top of the cliff on this spur, you see a huge grandiose castle with all of its lights on. There's a massive staircase that zigzags up to this castle. And behind it, Waterdeep kind of just blots out the sky, blocking any view of the sea. You come over into this area here and you note that these main art streets are just choked with traffic. You continue for northward, you pass a massive market, and then you enter the Sea Ward. You note here that um, these neighborhoods are very manicured. Um, you see that most of them have six foot high or so walls, and um, they're all gated. A lot of them have placards on the outside that state some family name. You see the homes are very nice and lavish villas. You see that um, there are neat organized and manicured trees at the sides of these white cobblestone roads. They all look kind of old and like this place has been around in this state for quite some time. All right, we'll take a break there. All righty. All righty.
Okay. Sorry.